Praise the Lord, as the old saints say. Praise the Lord, everybody. That's what they say. Amen. But uh, happy Friday for those of you that are joining me for uh, this episode today and that will be listening. Thank you so much uh, for your support and your prayers. Um, <clears throat> God has been doing some great things and opening some doors. And we're just uh, very, very grateful um, for every opportunity. Amen. It is an uh, interesting time in the world today. Um, an interesting time um, <clears throat> in the church as well. It's, it's just a lot going on. But um, we have this consolation that God said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's not, uh, he doesn't abandon ship. In fact, what he does is he inserts himself. It's called um, his divine power. It's called the power of God. And what I've learned to accept is that what he does and how he does it it's, it's his will, and um, he won't fail us if we put our trust in him. By faith, we know that he won't fail us. We've got too uh, many witnesses in the scriptures. We've got too, too many, too many uh, witnesses, amen, Ab Father Abraham of the faith, and so on and so forth. Through the word of God, we know that he won't fail us. So we just give him praise um, for every opportunity to even be a light <clears throat> during this time period, amen. Um, thank you for listening. And um, we pray that this episode, as well as any others that we um, present to you, that they are a blessing to you. Amen. Um, <clears throat> we also want to uh, acknowledge that in, in this time, um, time of need concerning um, our world, we do see where um, illness and things like that has been happening, whether it be COVID-19 or something else. We have been seeing that there has been some... Um, some losses, some things happening with, um, with, with our families, with our loved ones. So we just want to make sure that we let you guys know as well that we are <coughs> praying for you and praying with you. And uh, may the God of comfort be with you as you move forward. Amen. So um, <coughs> before I get started, um, I'm going to... <laughs> On previous episodes, I may not have done this, but I definitely feel led to do so moving forward, okay? And what we're going to do is we're going to open up with um, a, a brief word of prayer, and we're going to, you know, talk about um, <clears throat> talk about a, a very, very necessary subject um, concerning what we need to do uh, to see the miracle working power of God. We've got to um, operate in levels of faith that we've never had to operate in before. And <clears throat> that's a good thing because even with uh, the levels of faith growing, we know that God will honor that. And we'll look at that today in the scriptures. Amen. So let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, the opportunity to share and thank you for every listener, Lord God. Touch their ears and their minds and their spirits. Let there be a connection of all three so that they'll be able to understand what you're trying to say, that they'll be able to embrace what you're saying, and God, that it will fall on good soil. Touch every heart, mind, and spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so today's episode, 
um, I'm going to be looking in the word of word of the Lord at um, a, a subject of, of faith. OK, and normally we uh, normally we <clears throat> go to, uh, you know, Hebrews, you know, to talk about the faith hall of fame. Um, a lot of times, you know, you know, those scriptures without faith, it's impossible to please God. Um, those different scriptures there. But what we need to see also is examples of that faith working for the good, for the power of God to be seen. Um, there's, there's nothing wrong with believing in something. Let me go ahead and say that first. There's nothing wrong with believing in something. Okay. Because belief is what causes us to get up in the morning. You know, belief, belief is, it's, it's, another, it's another word called hope. Uh, hope is what wakes, should, it should be what wakes us up in the morning, right? Um, we expect to um, have a good day. We expect to um, get to our jobs or, or do whatever we need to do to uh, prosper. At this current time, um, it may be a little bit harder to hope for some than others, but every single day that we wake up, um, <clears throat> what wakes us up is the hope that things will get better, that things will change, that the time period that, th that we're in, it'll, you know, it'll end. We're hoping for, um, a, a better environment, a better, um, a better society. There's, there's got to be something that wakes you up every morning. That's hope. A person without hope is flirting with, um, flirting with, you know, depression really bad or, or, or a little bit depending, but <clears throat> a person without hope tends to want to, you know, to want to give up. And we are definitely not going to, um, <clears throat> going to downplay a person that feels hopeless. But what we want to do is present to you the remedy. The remedy is that Jesus is our hope as believers in Christ. We believe that as bad as the world may get, as, the, as bad as the world may become, there's a belief and a hope that God's word is true. Uh, and that he will do exactly what he said he'll do in the word of the Lord towards our lives and towards um, our future. Now, there are um, there are levels of I believe that there are levels of faith. OK, um, not everyone is able to believe or hope as uh, at, at different levels than others. That's why the scripture says things like uh, faith to faith. Um, because you, you and, and the scripture also talks about exercising your faith. Did you know that you can increase in faith or you can get your faith to a level to where um, <clears throat> belief, believing in God's power is not as difficult as it was before? Um, that happens through the exercising of the faith and actually uh, seeing God do different things. I, I believe that once you see or experience God, that builds your faith. It's like, oh man, he came through with this. I, if he did it once, I know he can do it again. Um, <clears throat> but I believe that there are levels of faith. There are some that um, can believe God for healing, but they have an issue with believing him for something else in their life. Um, and if we're quite honest, a lot of, you know, everyone has those places where our faith is weak. If we're all honest, okay? Just because... Um, <clears throat> you know, we have ministries or just because there are those that have positions that have uh, clout, as they say, or those that have titles, uh, credentials and things like that. There are areas in everybody's life where their faith could grow and be better. 
Amen. And that's what um, that's what I think is happening um, <clears throat> with believers. God wants to touch that place where you need to grow at. The issue is, will we allow him to? You know what I mean? Uh, we have to allow God to uh, um, touch us in those areas and help us to grow in those areas. Some of us have, some of us are letting him and some of us are not. And some of us are at a place where, you know, we're kind of like, okay, we got to believe him. I believe that that's uh, one of the purposes of this little, uh, and I'm not going to say little, God knows, I don't need to say little, of this, uh, this COVID-19 situation. You know, this is a faith exerciser on steroids. You know what I mean? This is not... Um, this is not one of those, you know, oh, I skinned my knee. I know, I'm, you know, I know that um, my knee going to be fine in a little while. You know, no, 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 no. This is a situation where there are a lot of us believing God for, um, we're believing God for the next, next couple of dollars that's about to drop. Um, we're believing God to make sure that we can, you know, take care of bills, rent, this and that. Our health, Lord have mercy. There, this is this is a faith stretcher on steroids, you know. And we've got to understand that even though it's a stretcher, it does not mean that God is enabled. The problem a lot of times, and that's what we're going to get into today. The problem a lot of times is that um, we we like to operate in other methods, such as, and this is the. The big bad word, the C word, cardinality. Nobody, nobody likes to hear that word. But um, when when we operate in a carnal method or a, with with carnal intentions, those results. If you're trying to apply a carnal mechanism to a spiritual engine, it's not gonna mix. The two can't mix. Just like oil and water, it's not happening. Okay. You've got to, that's why the Bible says that, Paul said that, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We can't take a carnal method or a carnal scheme or plot and think that it's going to move God and call it faith. A lot of times, those carnal methods or the things that we do outside of um, the will of God in our, in, our, in, our, in our carnality or in our flesh, that's the translation for carnality, flesh, same difference. Um, they're interchangeable, interchangeable. What you've got to understand about those methods, uh, Paul even said this, in my flesh doesn't dwell any good thing. A fleshly result, you can get what you want from a fleshly, fleshly result in the natural, but what will be the spiritual effects of it? That's something to think about, amen. So <clears throat> what, um, what we've got to do or what, what we're going to talk about today is is operating or, or or seeking God for a level of faith that says even even if I can't see what's going on or see the future like blind faith like I've got nothing to lose here that that that, that that's that that's the episode today like I've got nothing to lose here therefore I need to I, I, since I've got nothing to lose, my belief level in God has got to be, um, is peaking because everything, I mean, you know, look, look around us. Amen. And I'm not glorifying what's happening or anything like that because it's happening to everybody. It's not just happening to you or um or to middle class or lower class. No, trust me, it's happening to everybody in some way, form, or fashion. This is affecting us. Just because there are people with money don't mean that, they, that they're struggling in their mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there are different things that 
um, <clears throat> can happen. Thing, things that are, and there are things that are surfacing right now. Um, more information. Um, you know, charges are being brought for, for all types of trafficking. And, 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 and we're not talking about trafficking drugs. We're talking about trafficking people. You know what I mean? All of this stuff is coming out. And now it's like, wow, like our world, our world is, it's, it's turning upside down. At this juncture, if you pay close enough attention, if you pay close enough, enough attention, we're really in a place where we really don't, you know, we don't, we don't have nothing to lose here. You see what I'm saying? We, we, we've got to get to that place of desperation. Desperation is what moves God. Let me go ahead and put that out there. Desperation is what moves God. I've got nothing to lose. Therefore, I'm going to follow directions. Therefore, I'm going to believe. Therefore, I'm going to put my faith to work. I got nothing to lose. When we get rid of backup plans and, and, and schemes and plots, then we'll get to, the, to a place of faith where it's like, okay, I got nothing to lose here. I'm going to trust God. I've got nothing to lose here. I'm going to give God a chance. What's, what's, blocking your, you give, what's blocking a lot of us from giving Jesus Christ an honest choice, an honest chance in our life is because we got other stuff blocking the way. We, we, we've, got other, we've got other options. We don't see or we don't consider Jesus for what he really is. It's in the word of God. Jesus really is. And I'm going to tell you what it is. According to the scripture, he said it himself. Jesus is the way. Boom. Number two, Jesus is the truth. Boom. Jesus is the life. Boom. There's th those three things covering the whole spectrum of your life. I'm the way. I'm the path. I'm the avenue. I'm the I'm the doorway. I can get you in. Uh, if you come this way, you're going you're going into the right direction. I'm I'm that guy. You know, this is why they wanted to stone Jesus so much. And we'll talk about that on another episode. Uh, this is why the Pharisees couldn't stand him. This is why the Sadducees didn't like him. And kind of why he didn't like them. He always called them hypocrites. He always called them blind. Why? Because they couldn't see him for who he was. And he's telling them to their face, hey, I am my father of one. I, I, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The, um, <clears throat> the, the, so, I, no, man lay, no man take my life. I lay down my life. I'll raise it up in three days. They thought he was crazy. And, and to the natural eye, to the carnal eye, it sounds crazy. But the truth of the matter is, Jesus said already what he was, who he was, and how he operated. I'm the truth. I'm the way. I'm the truth. You know, you want truth. I'm looking at you. I'm talking to you. Everything else will be and, and will yield the results of deception. I'm the truth. I'm the life. You want um, to live again. You want to have the eternal benefits um, of living again. Guess what? Hey, I'm that guy, too. I'm, I'm, I'm the life. All that's in me. But when we've got other things that we try to try to put in position in front of Christ to put in front of um, if, of his way of him being the truth of his life, then we put ourselves in a bad position. So we've got to <clears throat> remember that, you know, at, we, we, Jesus, is, since he's the answer, we, we, we've got to look to him. And when we look to him, we have to look to him with faith, okay? Got nothing to lose. That's the name of the, this episode. Got nothing to lose. Uh, let's look at, our, Lord have mercy, I done talked too much already. Let's go to John chapter 9. Because we're going to look at this. And I went old school today. No tablet. 
we got we got the no no tablet no MacBook we got the the text out Amen large print Amen yes Lord got to do it do it do the large print <clears throat> John chapter nine. Uh, and we see here in John chapter 9, we'll start at verse 1. I'm not going to go verse for v verse for verse. I n never normally do with reading them out. But basically follow along with me. We, we see Jesus identifying a blind man. Okay? The Bible says he saw him. And the, the interesting detail, watch this. The interesting detail is this man was not just blind, but he was blind since he was born. So the disciples are asking him a question because the, the traditional mindset, Jewish tradition thought if you came out with an ailment from birth, then somebody, in your, in, whether it's your mom or your dad, somebody generationally has sinned very badly. Some things that the Jews looked at, like, for, for instance, leprosy, it's a curse. You, you got a skin disease, it's a curse. They believe that God cursed you. They only, you, know, it, you know, it's a skin disease inflicted by God. That was their belief. So, you know, you, if you had leprosy, you were excommunicated, et cetera, et cetera. In this particular verse, the disciples ask a traditional question. They're saying, you know, this man been blind since he was born. Obviously, everybody knew he's been born. Um, he was born blind. So this is not just anybody. This is somebody that the community knows to have been blind. In fact, um, down in verse 11, and I'm not jumping ahead. I'm just uh, bringing this out a little bit. Down in verse uh, <clears throat> excuse me, verse number 8, it says they, they were talking about the one that the man that was blind and begged. Um, so he was identified in the community as a blind man, blind man that begged. Okay. And he was blind from birth and everybody knew it for some reason. The disciples asked him, you know, who messed up to make, to, to mess this man's life up for his entire life, to have a birth defect or something like that, where he can't see Jesus shatters the tradition as usual. He says, neither one of them seen. You know, it's not an issue of anybody sinning. This is actually, and then the Lord says, but this is to show um, the works of God can be manifested in him. The Lord is intentional in saying that, hey, this whole episode right here, this entire episode is planned. <laughs> it's planned. This was this this moment right here was already calculated. This 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 is is amazing to me because this means that what we go through and the things that we uh, need deliverance from is not a surprise to the Lord. The problem is that we don't see it as um, as something that God can deliver us from. The, the Lord's not concerned with what you've gone through through generations. The Lord's not concerned with what the ailment is or what the problem is. What he's concerned about is what we're going to get into next. Your faith in this particular instance, God is not intimidated by what you're going through. He's not intimidated by any illness, not intimidated by any situation, not intimidated by anybody, period. The only thing that can make him immobile is no faith. So in the scripture, you see it. He, he, he said, I must, you know, he goes on to talk about the works of his father. 
Um, and I've got to do it in daytime because the night cometh uh, where no man can work. Everybody knows those uh, those scriptures there. And <laughs> amen. Uh, sometimes we <clears throat> go overboard without theological um, <clears throat> theological understanding of that. But let's focus. When we get to verse number six, now this is what's interesting about this. Verse number six. Jesus uses a method that the man can't see. Let me put that out there. Because if this man would have saw Jesus spit on the ground and then take the, the wetness, the mud of the ground that he just spit in and put it on his eyes, this blind man wouldn't have dealt with Jesus Christ. Because according to the word of God, he didn't even know who he was. Later on in the scriptures, he, he said, this man named Jesus, he doesn't even know who Jesus is. And the method Christ uses is, I mean, just reading it, just looking through the word and seeing what it is. It's like, oh, my goodness. He spit on the ground and didn't rub the mud on this man's eyes. This is what I'm telling you. The level of, 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 of faith or, or the, the level of the miracle wasn't questioned because this man been blind his whole life. His level of desperation is greater than others. <laughs> I, I, I hope y'all understanding this. This man been blind since birth and, watch this, and he's a beggar. So any experience right now will be uh, will be a good shot or, or, or you know, it, it'll be something to look into. Now, this man doesn't know who Jesus is. <clears throat> He's blind. He can't see anything. These people were walking by and Jesus sees him and the disciples know everybody's talking about him. He's blind. He can't see him. And next thing you know, there's some type of, of application on my eyes of some type of substance. I don't even know who this man is. Think about that. This man let him put mud on his eyes because guess what? I don't got nothing. I don't have nothing to lose. I can't even see right now. I'm in a situation where I'm not even in control. Man, that's good. That's a good word. Amen. Hallelujah. This, so in desperation, he submits to a process that he can't see. How desperate will we have to get to where we'll submit to the process to see the miracle working power of God in our life? What that, what, what, sometimes it's what we can see. No, let me rephrase that. The majority of the times it's what we can see that distracts us from to, to submitting to the process of faith that God initiates. God says, don't go there. You say, why? And the Lord says, that's not good for you. And the first thing you say is, it looks good. The Lord just said it's not good for you. And the first thing we're going to say is, it looks good. Why we say it looks good? Because we walk in by sight instead of faith. And the scripture speaks against that. You, we don't walk by, we walk by faith and not by sight. But because we can see and we're not in a place of desperation, we've got backup plans. We, you know, I, 
I don't know about that. You know what? I'll just, I'll just. That, come on, let's be for real. We we do it. Uh, the Lord, the Lord will move upon your heart to do something. The Lord will move. He'll be trying to shift something in your life, shift something in your family, shift something in what you got going on. And first thing we do is say, how are we, how are we going to do that? How's that going to work? I might, I might not be able to keep this. I might lose my friend. I might lose that family member. I might mess up. You know, I might lose this, this, this position in church. I might, I might mess up something. We in a place where we're like, I'm not doing it. Cause guess what? I might. I might mess up, you know, but, but, but this example in the scripture where this man has is in a position where he knows there's no other way. He's he, he's been blind since birth. He hasn't been able to see once. So he has nothing to lose. One more example. Watch this um, in second Kings. Um, in chapter number five, everyone, I think everyone knows the story of Naaman. Okay. He was a commander of the armies of, um, <clears throat> Aram. Okay. And he was, um, a great mighty man of valor. He was highly favored and, uh, he had won many victories for, uh, Syria and for the king of Aram. And yet, um, he had an illness. He had leprosy, as we talked about earlier. He had leprosy, which was a skin um, disease that caused his skin to be unclean. It flake up. It would fall off. Um, really, really, um, really, you know, nasty little disease there. And even though he was this great man of valor and this great man of power, he needed a miracle. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a poor man. We talked about the poor man, the beggar, and, and even with Naaman. Naaman was a highly favored, decorated army, uh, ar uh, army fighter. He was a fighter. He was a warrior, and he was decorated, and yet he needed a miracle from God. He had an issue that could not be cured by natural means. Amen. So um, he gets word from one of his servants that there is a man of God that can uh, uh, pray for him, that can cure him. And he says, well, we're going to make this trip because even though I'm this great, mighty man of valor, this miracle matters more. Being healed matters more to me than all my decorations and all my awards and all my accolades and all the fighting that I've done. This miracle is much more important. So he makes the trip, right? makes the trip to see the prophet okay um <clears throat> and when Naaman gets there um <clears throat> the bible's the vibe the bible's kind of descriptive here uh, the bible says that he didn't even come out to 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 uh the prophet elisha didn't even come out to Naaman and say hey you know he didn't address him or anything all elisha did was give word to a servant to tell him hey you tell he told Gehazi, let him know that he needs to go um <clears throat> and bathe in the jordan river seven times and his flesh will be restored he'll be all uh, clean and, you know, the servant goes out to tell Naaman, and Naaman gets mad. Second uh, Kings chapter number 5, verse 11. Naaman, uh, the Bible says he flew into a rage, and he left, and he said, uh, surely this man would have at least walked out here and acknowledged me. I done did all this fighting. I done came to visit his home. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, get a miracle. The least he could have done was come out and say, hey, say what's up, what's good. Um, you know, acknowledge what I, my, a, a greeting, salutation, anything. Um, but instead, there were just instructions given. The prophet says, go bathe. 
And he told him a specific river to um, go bathe in, go to the Jordan River. Uh, and, you know, bathe, you know, dip yourself seven times um, and your flesh will be restored to you. So Naaman has two problems with, the, with what's going on in this situation. Number one, you didn't address me. Number two, you want me to go to the Jordan River. The Jordan River is not the cleanest place to go bathe in. I could go back home uh, to uh, the river as part Parfar and Abana uh, and rivers in Damascus. I can go over here and be clean. Why in the world uh, would you tell, first of all, you didn't speak to me. And secondly, you're going to tell me to go out here to this little, um, this little river, this little dirty river out here talking about bathing seven times. You could have even came out and waved your hand over my sickness. You could have laid hands on me and made sure I was good. But instead, you want to tell me to go out and do uh, bathing this dirty river. And what, what's interesting is, here it is again. Somebody, a no-name, uh, and you'll have to check that episode out, like I said. A no-name. The servant says, wait a minute. If, if the prophet would have told you to do something big or something grand, would you have done it? He said, all he told you to do is go to the river and bathe and be clean. In other words, what, what's the service saying? Sir, you don't have nothing to lose. He told you what to do. He gave you specific instructions. You complaining. You mad. You got a whole attitude. But you, <laughs> the, you, you're the one that needs the miracle. You don't have nothing to lose. This is not, these are not optional instructions. If he told you to go bathe in this particular river and he told you to do it this many times, doesn't matter. You need a miracle. You ain't got nothing to lose. So Naaman went down to that dirty Jordan River, dipped himself seven times, and just like the man of God said, his flesh was rejuvenated like a newborn child. Why are you so concerned with how the Lord tells us? Why are we so concerned with how the Lord tells us to do it? Why do we have such issues with instructions and his methods? We ain't got nothing to lose. We need a miracle. That's that blind, desperate faith where it's like, hey, look, I, I, I've got to get whatever God has for me. And yes, as I, the instructions may not be favorable, but if you want it bad enough, you ain't got nothing to lose. Why not? Why not? Go for it. You need your miracle. What are you willing to do to see the power of God revealed in your life? What instructions has God given you that you've, you've said, wait, <laughs> I don't know if it's worth all of that. See, when you don't, got, when you don't have anything to lose, what God, what, what, what is presented to you by God is the only option. And God wants to use what you're going through as an example of the power of God. We <clears throat> have to let the world know and let them see it, that God is able. It doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter what's happening in our life. God is able to deliver us from this. COVID-19 is not unstoppable. It is something that God can not only cure, but God can heal us from. The, the effects of COVID-19, God is, can sustain us. God can provide for us. God can open doors for us. Um, the issues that we're dealing with in our bodies, the issues we're dealing with, the, dealing with economically, 
God is able to open doors. The things that we're dealing with, even socially, um, <clears throat> amongst our brothers and sisters around the world, uh, whether they're black, white, or brown, um, <clears throat> God is able. Amen. And we're going to um, see the move of God, but we've got to submit ourselves to the instructions of God. And it could be that the thing that's holding us back is our level of desperation, our, our, our ability to move in faith without questioning God, without questioning his methods. When you have nothing to lose, as I said before, when you have nothing to lose, we don't question, we just submit. So let's make sure that we understand that about what God wants to do in our life. It's time to stop questioning and submit. We don't have anything to lose. We, we, we're, we're in a place where our back is against the wall. Now is the time to trust God with everything. Trust God with everything. When he says do it, let's go. When he says uh, trust me in this situation, step back. Let's do it. Because if we trust him and if we don't don't sabotage the opportunity for the power of God in our own life. If we'll submit to his plans, his instructions, to his methods, even his methods, they're all, they're questionable. His methods are questionable sometimes. Amen. Um, we see that all through the scripture. The Lord gives instructions that sound, uh, sound foolish sometimes, that sound too hard, that sound difficult, that sound pointless. But what he's doing is he's trying to get us to a place of faith operation we know too much too sometimes we we've got too many we've got too many uh, uh, uh voices we're looking at too many things we've got too many things going in our gates our eye gates our ear gates but we've got to stand still and see the salvation of the lord and what comes with standing still is trusting god amen let's pray um let's pray right now lord jesus help us to trust you no matter what's going on around us and no matter what the circumstances are. God, we need your hand. We need your uh, uh, touch. We need your miracles. We need your power. Most importantly, we want to see you make an example of your power in us, an example of your power in the world. If it's us, if it's uh, our witness that is needed, prepare us for it. Give us the mind of Christ. Give us the heart of faith so that if we are to be the example, let us be the right example. Let us be the good example. Let us be the example, Lord God, that uh, uh, will turn someone's mind towards you, turn someone's heart towards you in Jesus' name. We want to make your name great in this earth. And in order to do so, we've got to submit and be obedient. Lord God, blot, blot out the distractions. And Lord God, turn the volume down. Mute the noise that's in our hearts and in our spirits that are causing us to doubt what you say, to question what you're saying. But Lord, bring us to a place of desperation and a place of faith to where we'll say no matter what you say and no matter how you want to do it. I'm here. Here I am, Lord. I submit to what it is you're trying to do. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. I'm grateful that you joined me today for Raymond for Lunch. We'll be speaking to you next week. Um, everybody, please stay safe out there. God bless you.